welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And welcome back to another episode of Rugged Theology. You know who I am. I am Adam Diamond, the church planter for Downtown Community Church and the host of Rugged Theology. Uh, today we are doing another series of the What's Your Story, where we look at people's testimonies here at Calvary Baptist and Mawa Mission. And today I have Mr. Shane Piercy with me. Good morning. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad, my friend. How are you? Are you awake? Uh, I am now. Finally got my uh, coffee. Got the caffeine yeah, in you? Yeah, eyes are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a natural alarm. It's called kids. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you feel some of that. Your daughter will be coming up you very soon, I think. Actually, uh, she arrives tomorrow night at 1030. I can't wait. Right on. Yeah, man. That's super, great. Super excited. I, I absolutely am so stoked. <laughs> uh, so Shane, what, what is it you do here with Model and Mission? Because you started working with us recently. Yeah, uh, so I was approached um, last year uh, to start up with with my one. Essentially, right now I'm helping out with the finances mm-hmm. as we uh, transition into a new uh, system. But long term, um, my heart's desire, as I come alongside Steve, is to really focus on partnership development, um, getting into church networking, and making my one mission known to uh, the rest of the world, uh, so that people can know how unreached we are and and uh, get support so that we can really reach out to the rest of Newfoundland with the gospel, of course. <laughs> <laughs> how, so how, how's that going? Are, are you enjoying being in a different setting? Because you weren't, I don't think you've ever worked in like a ministry setting before. It was mostly secular work for you. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, completely new to me. Uh, I have a very strong sales background. Uh, kinesiology background is what I did MUN. Uh, so I was a personal trainer for a long time. Um, finance background, I was doing financial advising for a couple of years, learned a lot there, uh, a bit of management as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of secular stuff, uh, worked in a, a tech company called Sino that's doing really well. Uh, that's from Newfoundland. Um, so I have a lot of skills with managing, you know, multiple different, uh, resources online. So it's kind of a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perfect fit actually. I really do enjoy it. Um, so but yeah, first time ministry, definitely very different, but you know, at the end of the day, I love coming in and working with my brothers and sisters. I, I, I couldn't think of not working in ministry now. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. All right. So let's get a little bit into your story. We got the boring stuff out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, you know, let, let our people hear like, where are you from? How did you grow up? Um, and what was your first exposure with church like? Um, and then we'll get a little bit into how you came to faith. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm from uh, Stephenville is where I was born. Uh, I was adopted. So I've grown up in St. John's, Newfoundland. So St. John's is my home. Mm-hmm. I've been here since uh, since I was a baby. Um, my first exposure to church life was uh, Catholicism. I grew up in a Catholic Catholic family. My, my mother, Roman Catholic, my, my father, Anglican. Um, now he never really was a churchgoer himself. It was more so, you know, the typical heritage. Cult- yeah, yeah. The cultural association. Uh, my mother definitely is a practicing Catholic. Um, but I stopped going to church when I was about 14. I, I distinctly remember, it's kind of funny thinking back on it, but I distinctly remember purposely staying in bed and pretending like I was asleep so I could avoid <laughs> going to church. <laughs> but I, I came to the ultimate decision that, uh, I didn't want to go anymore, and 
looking back now, I realize it was because I wasn't learning anything. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we talk about this God, but it was just uh, going through motions, but I wasn't really actually learning anything about this God that I'm supposedly able to have a relationship with. So I think that was a God thing looking back on my life. Um, and then my first uh, exposure to the gospel would have been back in uh, 2011. Um, so it was right before I went to Afghanistan, actually. I met a family um, that told me about Jesus Christ. And it's kind of heartbreaking, though, when I think back onto it, because, it, you know, the focus was more so on the things about God and things, uh, uh, pr prophetic things, and not really focusing on having a true relationship with Christ himself. Mm -hmm. So I was really torn. Um, I, uh, I would consider myself someone who was a false convert at that point. Uh, you know, obsession with end times prophecy, obsession with trying to figure out who the Antichrist is and, you know, finding Satan and everything left, right, and center, but <laughs> not really. So you just remind me of something. Yeah. I mean, I worked at a grocery store for a number of years. Yeah. And we the amount of customers we would get coming through, and if it hit 666, oh. <laughs> I got to stick a gum, got to get the bar, and they're looking around and just trying to find whatever they can grab. And I'm just like... I even said to a couple, you know that number doesn't mean what you think it means. They're like, what do you mean? I tried to explain, like, no, I still need this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like bad juju or something, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just weird superstition. Um, and, and, you know, that comes down to misunderstanding of Scripture, but that's a whole different other story. But, uh, yeah, I definitely went down that road hard. While I was in Afghanistan, I was reading, you know, books a week. Um, looking back now, I see that I was reading a lot, of, uh, a lot of heresy and a lot of stuff by false teachers who were just more so... Um, getting my emotions worked up as opposed to pointing me to Christ. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you were in Afghanistan serving with our military. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's go back a little bit. Tell me some of your first experiences. Of what can you remember about going to church when you were uh, growing up in the Roman Catholic Church? Um, I rem <laughs> A lot of boredom. <laughs> I, remember, I remember just, uh, you know, thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Um, I, th I I look to the Bible now and I see that, you know, everyone has enough um, general revelation of God to understand that he exists. Mm -hmm. And I remember growing up as a kid when I was in places of pain or places of sorrow, I always would cry out to this God that I never knew. So it's kind of kind of freaky thinking back to it. I was an unbeliever then. Yeah. But I knew that this God existed, and I definitely had significant times in my life where I rebelled a bit against this God, willingly. Um, but in that church, I just remember thinking to myself, you know, I know I'm supposed to have this personal relationship with this God, but why am I not learning anything? Like, someone would get up in front of the congregation and we, you may hear a verse or two from scripture and the rest of it was just this, um, repetitious, uh, um, traditional prayers yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and just r repeating things over and over and over mm -hmm. again. And, and I felt like, um, it didn't make any sense. And, and when I stopped and I really reflected on the order of life and, you know, how, how we are as human beings, it, it just, it was weird to me. You know, I know, I mean, I was just a child. It's hard to kind of articulate those thoughts yep. now, 
But I just remember thinking, this is weird, doesn't make sense. And it, it really came down to, this is boring, I don't want to do this. And I just uh, separated my heart from it altogether and then ran my life. <laughs> All right, so that's your experience growing up. You, you know, start serving in Afghanistan, um, come to hear a bit more about Jesus, start re- re- reading some things you thought were really good. Um, so what got you to the point where you started to reassess what you were believing now? Oh, um, well, it's, it's actually a bit more complicated than that, brother. I, uh, I, I would say that I definitely disconnected from whatever faith I never actually had at that point and what I didn't know because my life kind of fell apart, you know, um, uh, went through a divorce, um, and it was a really painful time. And, you know, there was no real foundation in what I was believing back in, back in the days that I, I was in Afghanistan when I came back mm-hmm. and my life kind of fell apart. Um, so, you know, I met, I met a girl, um, and years later we ended up moving to Newfoundland and, you know, I was not walking with the Lord. I was living in, living in sin with this girl, you know, shacked up as they say here in Newfoundland. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I guess God just kind of let me run my, run my life and let me run to the end of myself. Cause I, I really did. I, uh, came to a point where I realized I was just putting on an act, putting on a smile, super depressed, had no real rhyme or reason for anything. I was angry at everything that has happened in my life, Yep. how things went with, you know, my ex and my daughter, with work and my circumstances and I don't know, I just didn't have a real grasp on, on everything. And, um, uh, I just started, uh, really reflecting on life again. Um, and, and, you know, what faith I thought I had. Cause you know, even, even then, if you were to sit me down and look me in the eye and ask me what I believe, I would tell you Jesus Christ is God. Like I believe that he's God. Yep. So that's, you know, even to this day, I've had my struggles. I'm like, man, was I really a Christian then? And God just kind of like, let me try to figure out what life is like without him or what. But I can tell you, he is good because um, he started pressing on my heart and I realized there was a lot wrong in my life. Um, and I needed, I needed him. I needed more than this materialistic uh, world and my, um, my false... Uh, interpretations of who he was. And then, uh, you know, he had a divine appointment for me because I, um, started looking, I, uh, every, every time I was in at the base on Thursday nights, I couldn't explain it, but I'm a reservist now, but I always have been a reservist and I served as a reservist, but I was attached posted with a rec force unit when I was overseas. But, um, back in late 2018, I started feeling this change and I started looking for answers and I came across, uh, I love the man, but Ray Comfort with uh, Living Waters, he does a lot of a lot of YouTube work, uh, posts yep. a lot of interviews and witness encounters and whatnot. And I, I just randomly came across his video and I, I was just tuned in. I was listening to everything he said. And that's when it hit me. I was like, wow, I'm not a Christian. Like I'm actually an enemy of this God. Because um, he had no place in my heart. And that's when I kind of these old verses. Now I was reading the King James Bible when I was overseas. So that made it 
pretty difficult because I, <laughs> I was having a hard time understanding what I was reading. I'll tell you that. Um, and and uh, yeah, but but some verses came to mind. I remember hearing it was like it was buried deep in my heart and in my mind. But I remember Jesus saying, "Why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I tell you? And if you love me, you'll keep my commands." And that's when it hit me like a rock. Um, fell to my knees, cried out to him to uh, save me and never turn back, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said you were searching. Um, and uh, so let's, let's go a little bit more to that story. So yeah. there's a bit more to that story. Yeah. Um, explain, like, so you're searching and, I mean, you eventually found Calvary. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Was... So what happened? And let's talk a little <laughs> bit about, like, when you will say, when you believe you actually came to faith, like, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, it was funny when that happened, I, uh, I immediately started thinking about people that I thought were actually in the faith and I called them up, tell them what I was going through. I had someone tell me, I won't name names, but I had someone tell me on the phone, Oh, Shane, you're a Christian now. It's like, Oh, that's so great. You repented. And you know, that R word actually means something, <laughs> uh, to turn from sin and, and, uh, trust in Christ. Um, and they were like saying, oh, you repented, that's great. Now you need to go to the next level. I'm like, the next level? What are you, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, do I need to level up as a Christian? Was this a video game or something? They were like, yeah, you need to go to the next level and start praying for all these extra gifts and stuff. And at the time, I mean, I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but here I am, I'm brokenhearted and I'm weeping over my sin. Like I'm broken about my sin. The last thing I could care about was this, you know, leveling up thing or whatever, <laughs> whatever this person was trying to tell me. And um, I, uh, I immediately started looking for a church locally. Um, I knew of a man, John MacArthur. Uh, I started looking at uh, videos online. So at the time, I was managing a Good Life Fitness Club. And I'd come in early and work out before my shift would start. And uh, in the morning, I, uh, that day, the next day, I'll never forget it. Um, it, was, it was so strange, but, you know, it was definitely the born-again experience because sin was exceedingly sinful and my senses to sin were changed. Um, suddenly cursing really made me feel awkward and, you know, the way people dress and all that stuff. I was yep. like, ah, like I was really affected by it. So I'm in the gym this morning and I started thinking to myself, well, I should probably search up the people I used to listen to. And I do. And immediately I know the Holy Spirit was working on my heart and telling me, this is a false teacher you're listening to. And I knew right away, I was like, wow, what I'm listening to is not the truth. And I used to love that stuff years ago. So I immediately started thinking, okay, who do I know that people told me were solid teachers? So I started look, listening to John MacArthur sermons in the morning while, while working out in the morning before I'd start my shift. So it's coming up to the, to the weekend. I'm like, I need to find a church. So I search up, I search up what I knew to be a reformed, solid, Bible-believing faith. Mm -hmm. And the only one that I really knew was Baptist. So I searched up Baptist St. John's Newfoundland Google, and it gives me this Kim Mount Road location. This was in, I'd say, I think it was like close to October 2018. And uh, I'm like, okay, I know where that is. So I drove up the road, and I pull in, and here is this um, this bridal shop and i'm seeing these wedding dresses in the window i'm like what kind of church is this you take the bride of christ literally <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> no so then i realized okay this is an old location looked you guys up on um, on your website and realized you were on aldershot renting from the um, seven day adventist building and 
beelined it that way. And very first gentleman I, I met in the parking lot was actually a distant cousin of mine, Jeff. Um, and then uh, been part of Calvary ever since. Yes, bye. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty funny though. Yeah, <laughs> pull yeah. up and like. Ooh. I thought this was supposed to be a solid church, right? Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, and you can imagine, I was razzled too, right? I was like shaking. I was like, oh, I need to figure out who I am. What, what's going on in my life? I need, I need, I have so many questions that need answering. And I pull in, I see this. I'm like, oh no, what's going <laughs> it's on? It's a wedding shop. <laughs> like, it's just another sign. Like, what, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> now, you mentioned that you had been uh, dating a woman and living with her when you moved back to Newfoundland. Yep. Um, and as you said, you were shacked up, yep. living in sin. Shacked up. Um, so what happened with that relationship after you came to faith, after you came to Calvary? And oh, brother, that was, um, that was a real test of my faith. That was really hard. Um, because as you can imagine, everyone, everyone in my life, that's not a Christian was, was trying to, was trying to get me to change my mind, including her, um, Dana, as you know. And, uh, and, you know, I, I came to the realization, it's like, wait a sec, we, we can't, we can't do this. I can't, I can't walk with this Jesus of the universe who actually, you know, saved me and keep living the way we are and, um, had to, had to end it, but I didn't want to end our friendship, of course. Uh, you know, it was very, it was very sensitive, um, what we were going through, but basically I did everything I could to help support her and we had to um we were living together so she had to had to move out and because uh, at the time we were staying with family um otherwise if we were staying in our own place i clearly would have just found a spot myself so it was kind of a weird circumstance yeah took a couple of months but you know i, I saw saw her through all those stages and um what's amazing is that um you know god was really working on my heart and and i just kept doing everything I could as a friend to, to help her, um, even though she wasn't having it and wasn't very happy with me for the first while. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's understandable. Oh, if, if, you're, if the man you're living with all of a sudden embraces this religion mm-hmm. very strongly, oh, yeah. um, changes a bit of his personality and things yeah. he likes to do, his yeah. mannerisms, and uh, then he says, yeah, we can't be living this way. He's like, yeah. well, what do you mean? Because I believe she's from New Brunswick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you moved from there to here. We, we moved here together. Yeah, so she's like, I moved here oh, dude. with you, for you. Oh, yeah. And now, now you're saying we can't do this. Oh, man, listen. my That's not an easy choice either. Like, oh, I'm telling you, the, the war of the spirit and the flesh over that was not easy. I was just like, I know this is the right thing to do, but I also know I have to, I am, I felt strongly obligated to do everything I could to make it as easy for her as possible. And still serve her, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I wanted to do everything I could to help her, shovel her driveway, you name it, like, whatever it was, go get groceries, all that stuff. Um, and um, what's amazing is that, uh, you know, through that perseverance of just wanting to, you know, love on her and show her who this Jesus is, I mean, I prayed for her, man, every day for months. I shed so many tears praying for her, for her soul. And uh, out of stubbornness, Dana decided, fine, I'll come to this this church. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll essentially prove this, you know, faith that you have wrong. You're crazy, right? You're crazy. Because she, she was a devout Catholic more than me. Like, way more. I mean, I was never a devout Catholic. I was just a dude going to church with his parent, with his mother, right? Um, but Dana was, like, fully immersed. Um, so... Through, through her um, searching out 
she came to Saving Faith, I think it was about six months later. And, you know, of course, we uh, had to be very sensitive about our friendship. And long story short, we got married last year, as you know. You were the MC for my wedding. I was. And, and uh, DJ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good time. And, um, and now we're happily married, and I'm just learning to... Uh, Love her like Christ loved the church, and that can be definitely hard some days. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) that's good. Um, And that's really great to hear. So, I mean, I don't know if you ever look back, but everything you've said just points to me that, you know, it proves in your life that God is a redeeming God. Oh, yeah. Right? He's redeemed um, that, you know, we'll say semi-faith you may have had or that coming to know him, he's redeemed your childhood, he's redeemed your broken marriage, your, your former divorce and how that went. He's brought you into his family, adopted you, and he's even redeemed, you know, it doesn't always happen this way, mm. but he's he's faithfully redeemed the mar- the relationship you had before. It brought you back together yeah. as Christians now, yeah. not just, yeah. I mean, like your, your whole story is God's redemption. Oh, yeah. Right? And, 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 you know, it's, it's hard for people outside of Christ to really understand that uh, and when they don't have an understanding of the sovereignty of God, but that was all God. That was all God, you know. So let's get into the fun stuff now. Yeah. So that's your that's your past. That's what God has done. Amazing stuff. So good to remind ourselves of what God has done. Mm-hmm. But now what has God continued to do since then? Let's say within the last year, what what has your life been like and how have you seen God move in your life in the last year? Oh, nothing by. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, done nothing for me since. Uh, lots, uh, absolutely lots. Um, the biggest thing is is definitely helping me with my my struggle against my personal sin. But that is the life of uh, of every Christian. But you know, learning to really rely on my on my um, on my Christian family, rely on Him. I'm learning that you know I'm not in control, and I'm definitely the kind of guy who just wants to take life by the horns and yeah and you, you, you get your plans right and you want things to go according to those plans yeah right? yeah 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 and I'm, I'm quickly realizing that's not how life works um, <laughs> that's for sure yeah, so, guys like i see your plans i'll raise you my plans yeah right? exactly yeah yeah well I, I love what steve always says um you know we're, we're playing checkers and he's playing fourth dimensional chess um lining everything up but you know god's done a lot for me um he planted it on my heart um, pretty early into my into my faith that I didn't want to continue working in the secular world. That was a struggle that I had um, big time because I and not to say that you know every Christian needs to work in ministry, not at all. But personally, for me, I just felt that what gifts God gave me, what talents He gave me, were not my own to just use for myself, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, he put on my heart to try to find a way to serve our church, um, to be part of community, to want to uh, use my talents to try to help out as much as I can. And, you know, I guess um, Steve kind of saw that over time. And, and we we were talking for about a year before I finally started working for Mile One. Um, but outside of just, just work, um, you know, he's he's growing my desire to be devoted to his word to um to really stand on that on that truth Mm -hmm. uh where i had a background where i was definitely immersed in in a lot of false teaching 
God's always also given me a pretty strong discernment for knowing truth from error. So I have a very strong heart for wanting to, you know, steer people away from deceit and tell them it's like, well, you know, objectively speaking, there's only one truth. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it's heartbreaking because there's a lot of falsehood out there, especially when it comes to understanding who Jesus of Nazareth actually, who he actually is. And I, I would imagine there's a semblance of learning how to speak that truth in love oh. and not just beat someone over the head with it. Oh, dude, and that's something I struggle with. <laughs> I struggle with that so much because I was definitely, um, I would consider myself, when God saved me, I was a self-righteous, um, a very self-righteous uh, evangelical Pharisee. Let's put it that way. I was definitely puffed up in my pride. Conservatism was my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved listening to videos and looking at videos of conservatives just ripping apart the illogical tendency of the left. And that was, that was like, you know, my entertainment and, uh, it brought nothing but absolute sadness and depression into my life. Cause it's like, there's no sustenance to that. There's no love in that. There's no truth in that. Um, so helping me overcome that, that, uh, that pride of thinking, well, you know, because God's given me a very strong logical way of thinking, and it's very easy to get prideful about that. Yep. And uh, learning to just help people see, you know, who God is with 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 love and with patience, it, it takes time. Yeah, and this is a lifelong thing too, right? Time. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Shane, I mean, praise God for what He's done in your life, and even praise God for what He's doing in your life. I mean, I'm excited for you, and I'm excited that you're here with Model Mission and what that future looks like for you, Um, because I know even beforehand, we had chatted a few times about, like, you're like, I want to do some sort of ministry, like, I don't know what that looks like, right? Like, and I don't even know if I'm getting this right, Yeah. (laughs) right? Um, But now here you are, and God has been so good, and I mean, if your life has already been a testimony to God's redemption... Um, you know, there may be some, who knows, maybe some other things in your life that God's just going to redeem and show you how great and how in control he is. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you're listening, thank you so much. Um, if you want to talk to Shane, if you know, any of this spoke to you, um, feel free to grab him on a Sunday morning during church, after church, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I hope this blesses you and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks, brother. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.